This podcast is offered by the San Francisco Zen Center on the web at www.sfcc.org. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. Good morning. Good morning, everybody, and maybe good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are. And I'm very, very happy to be here in front of you. And also deep thanks to David, David Silverman, the abbot of San Francisco for the invitation and Nancy and also Codo uh, for helping me to be connected with all of you. Um, so uh, to, today I'd like to share um, if the theme that you were practicing or studying and the last angle, I think I heard that you, you finished and um, it's about karma. And, and then I'm gonna share my thoughts and my own experience and maybe a personal stories. And, and then I think after a Q&A. So, so first of all, very honored to be here. And I'm very, very grateful. Um, and talking about karma is we are here, just very straightforward for our karma, our individual karma and our collective karma. And my karma with Zen started in Mexico City, in Mexico City, and, and my relationship to this place, to San Francisco Zen Center. Maybe you've heard this before, many times for many speakers or teachers. They was through the book of Suzuki Roshi, Send My Beginner's Mind. Um, and that was the book that being in Mexico, started my practicing and sitting, month, sitting weekly every Saturday we didn't have a Dharma talk because there was no a teacher, official or authorized teacher. So we were just a sitting group in Mexico City. And, and then I found this book and that was quite my Bible and sense, so to speak. It was a book that really inspired me to come back to the practice. And then I read many, many, many times. And then I read in Spanish, obviously. And I, so, so that, that book, it was, it was um, kid me into the, into the Dharma and to wait for once a year uh, to have a Dharma talk from my teacher, for my first teacher, uh, the Korean Zen master Samusunim. And then and another important piece that, that brought, me, brought me to trust in the Dharma, I, I tried to remember who was the, uh, the author or the teacher who said, but I guess maybe I am wrong. I was, it was Suzuki Roshi. The, there was this interaction with his teacher and his teacher uh, said, you had to go to United States to teach, to teach Zen. And then Suzuki said, well, I don't, I don't speak English. And, and the teacher said to teach Zen, you don't need to speak English. And that for me, uh, 
it was so inspired because I didn't, I didn't speak English at that time. And then I had invitation for my teacher to go to, to a Zen training in Chicago. And, and, then, and then I said, okay, if, he, if he, you can teach Zen without speaking English, so you can learn Zen without, without knowing English. So that was quite, for me, um, the inspiration to trust in the Dharma and keep going. And as, as, I you, as I you know, as I you heard many, many times, uh, the word karma, so karma means, means, means basically action. And then there is a good karma and there is a bad karma. And, and then every day, which you are living in a, in a Zen center or in a monastery, we recite in the morning the, the gata or the atonement, all my ancient twisted karma from beginningness, basing, greed, hate, and delusion, body, speech, and mind, I vow to atone. So from the beginning, just of the day, we recognize our, our karma. And then, and then karma, karma is, like I say, is action. And this action, it could be good or it could be bad, but also karma is really, really connected, connected with, with intention, with intention, connecting word behavior, what is our intention when we interact in our everyday life. And this, and this karma, um, sometimes the, the, what we call the bad karma is based in our ignorance or based on our three poisons of the mind, this greed, hate, and delusion, or it could be an awakened mind or actions when we are really awake and we are clear, and then we act from sense of connection or intervene of compassion and wisdom, loving kindness, and we cause a good karma, so to speak. And for me, related with karma, with the past of the, of the years, practicing, I really, 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 getting more convinced, convinced with the practice of the precepts. I think for me, the precepts are the foundations, is the foundations of, uh, of, 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 of our path or the, or the path to awakening. Uh, without precepts, we, we are not gonna get anywhere. Even if we can sit a lot, even if we can be hermits, so to speak, and sitting and sitting and not to have the other side of the equation, they are the precepts, the ethical training. And, and then in my own, in my own experience, I, when, when I was in Mexico City after, let me tell you a story, when I was in Mexico City uh, practicing for a long, a long, around two years, I needed to get my visa and to come to United States. So it was no, it was no easy and it was denied at that time. And so I needed to have quite uh, financial stability and that way I could apply again and then to get the, the visa to come into the States. So in that time I, I got the offer to work for the government and thanks to a friend um, 
and the border in Ciudad Juarez. Um, Ciudad Juarez just is the, the border with El Paso, Texas. And so I say yes, I went to this job and working in the customs and for Mexican customs. And then I spent two years. Um, when I when I decided to 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 accept that job, I was already in, into the Dharma for practicing for two years and, and weekly sitting and maybe two or three sessions. And then I thought that I was gonna handle. I thought that my, that my practice was strong enough that I could quite survive doing doing this um, doing my practice by my, by my own without the support of community. And then I was quiet, really. I was completely off, completely off. And then, um, so I went into this town, into the border town, and then I, I had already the, the vows of the precepts. And then the conditions and the way my work and, and the environment, really, 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 I was, uh, I, Basically, I, I brought the precepts. So I went to this samsara realm of, um, and then I, I didn't forget about the practice. It was just, just um, um, lazy uh, and to, to go back into my practice. So the, I was not sitting enough, and then I lose contact with the, with the sangha. And, and then, but, after maybe one year and, and, and maybe if I was sitting once every two months in my home, that would be a lot. Uh, but really back in my mind, I was just the, the experience, the experience before the, of being in Mexico City and practicing, practicing regularly and with, with a Sangha. And then I decided, I find out that there was a Sashin in the spring, a spring Sashin in and in a town in Michoacan and the state of Michoacan in Mexico. And then I went back, I took some holidays and went back. And then I went to do that session. It was quite, it was five day session, short session. And then really it was, it has been the worst and the most difficult and painful session I ever had. And the reason it was the whole karma show up right there in the cushion all these uh, the, the wrong behaviors that I was doing in the border town. And then it was just, it was so hard to concentrate over and over again, over and over again, seeing, seeing all these actions, all what we call really, really the karma. And then I went to Dokusan and then nothing, nothing was helping me. And then I just was tortured physically and also mentally, because I was really out of the shade uh, physically. So sitting for long, so long, those who have been sitting and you know about the pain in the knees and the back. So here, I, so I saw, I saw the, the, the consequences of my actions. I really saw about my karma and then it was the bad karma. And when I get out from that session, I, I just realized like a, uh, I went to different, different state of mind of being and, and then joyful. I said, wow, that was good to be here. Even it was very painful. And then, and then I, I tried to go back uh, to my practice regularly. 
And then in the summer of the same year, I went to Chicago for, uh, for the summer session with my teacher after getting my papers and that um, I decided to resign to my work and the government and then, and then to pursue the residential training and with my Korean teacher. But here, this story where I try to, to, to explain or to show is how the bad karma works and how the good karma works. And the, and the, and the bad karma was just not to do the practice and just to, to really go into my senses and be um, into pleasant feelings and bad behaviors, breaking the precepts. And, and then the good karma was the two years before. How, how the uh, Dharma seed was planted in my mind and my heart that I didn't, that I didn't forget. I was looking there, I didn't forget. I was lucky there, I was, there. I was safe. Where I didn't get into big troubles. Um, and, um, and they had that good karma came and told me, you know, you need to go back to what you usually used to do. And what was so interesting in that time of my life, they, they working and then I have no resources, I have money, I, I make quite good money. And then I have a house, car and everything that, that everybody would say, you have a happy life. But that was not, that was not really what's happening in, in my heart. And then when I was in Mexico and struggling to, to live, but I was with my daily practice and, we, and, and be supported by the Sangha, I was really, honestly, I was really happy. I was with so much contentment. So that was what made the difference about how I felt, how I was my, myself and my being. And then, and then the good karma really, really helped me or those sessions that, that, that I spent before having this formal job. And then, and then later I, I came to, um, I decided to, to do residential training. And then suppose, suppose the, the plan was to be one year doing residential training. And then, and then I spent 12 and with four with my teacher, Korean teacher and eight here in Upaya. And, and then and another important piece that I see related with karma, with karma is a beside of collective karma. The, the individual karma is the collective karma. And, and then the collective karma as a society, but also as I, I would like to share a little bit more related with uh, family karma. The, the people the, in our family, you know, there, are, uh, there, there is generational karma and, and there is karma. And then I, for me, when, when I, I be, be away from, from, from my family, from the nucleus of my family, and, and no interact so much with them because I was in Canada and being here in the States and, and no easily, I was not visiting them often. I could see, I could see how, how that karma was manifesting and passing on, passing on through generations. In this case, passing on to my nieces, to my nephews and the way how we educate educate people, educate young, young people. 
and how certain values, certain ideas uh, of my parents and passing through through us and later through through the the grandchildren. And, and how how to see the grandchildren of the when they were teenagers, my nieces to questioning, to questioning if there was the right thing to do or it was the, the right value to 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 hold. And that for me, and then for me, I, I saw one of one of the of the things in my family. Um, I'm very um, happy and grateful the way how my parents they they rose me they and they really put the seed of, of integrity and values and um, when at the same time there was quite a lot of taboos especially taboos with with our relationships with romantic relationships there was something quite the I didn't have good mentorship so to speak in the family and um, and then there was so much um, values of Catholic of the church get um, they're putting in place and our and our psyche. So so the, when I saw that the, the new generation, the my nieces, you know, they were dating and, and, and seeing different way and know about 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 seeing, you know. Uh, and then and then I saw like a wow, okay. So so with the perspective to be outside there, I I support them. I support them where I thought it was the right thing, you know, uh, to, uh, to be able to, to feel those feelings when, when you are teenagers and then when you want today and to meet somebody else. So, and then, and then, and for me um, to see this, this karma going on and, and our families that we need to look at it and then practice here is where it's so important the practice because what we are doing in Sazen, in Sazen we are cultivating the wisdom, we are waking up, we are becoming Buddhas. We are really becoming Buddhas. We are, we are waking up and to see clear, to, to really be, to see clear, not to see based on the ignorance, to see the mind where it's clear. And then, and then to cultivate in the practice of sazen, of sitting, that is going to manifest in our behaviors. That's why we're going to go, we are going to go to embodiment, embodiment, and to, and to remove that karma. I remember reading long time ago, one of these books, the one teacher say, when you do sazen, you are burning your karma. And that was quite uh, a strong sentence. I say, how, 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 how does that happen? And which is totally true. And you can experience, you can experience when you, when you sit in Zazen, and then whatever happened in, in your Zazen, when you come out from that Zazen, I have never seen somebody grumpy about this Zazen. Or somebody say, oh, that was bad seed, you know? Like a, to to have a or to have a regret, or oh, I spent half an hour wasting my time for whatever your experience it might be, and on the cushion, and and then and and here when we do zazen, we beside the practice, the pure practice of zazen, is coming the practice of the precepts, the precepts that are mindfulness 
mindfulness trainings, they allow us to navigate with the reality world, with really the practicality of living. And then beside the, the maybe you know that the priests have three perspectives, the fundamental and the compassionate way, and also the, the interbeing of the from the awakened mind perspective. But but the precepts, the priests are gonna allow us not to create bad karma, so to speak. And the priests that are help us to, to really cultivate the soil, so to speak, where all the sand is gonna grow. Because when we, cult when we cultivate the precepts, our mind, I would say, is more purified, we has less struggle to deal with our bad karma. That when we are sitting, we settle down. So that's what the precepts are so important to cultivate. And then we have the system precepts in our tradition. But I think just holding the, the three pure precepts, I think there are, there are the, the, the core, the root of the other 10, but the not to cause harm or not to cause evil, to do good and to do good for others. If every intention or every action that we do, we come from that place, not to cause harm, to do good and to good to others, we are really, really contributing a lot to, the, to our personal karma and also to our collective. And this collective karma, we cannot escape because we are so connected. We are so interrelated. And that's what, um, that's what we cannot, we, we are not isolated. So, so every action, every action that we do has some kind of consequences for good or for bad. And the same way behaviors of other people, you know, we, we have the consequences. And myself, when, when to share my, my, my personal story, that was uh, when I applied for, for my green card. And it was so interesting that, um, you know, the, you, you are being judged, judged by just papers. You had to fill out a bunch of papers. And that's by whatever the person that you had never have contact with, with the person who's gonna decide you enter into the country or stay into the country. Um, um, there is a big decision. So I, I understood uh, about like a wow, those consequences of these people, they holding a lot of power. You know, if he, the, the guy depends how was his day or her day, will say, no, it doesn't, I don't approve. And they're gonna have a um, um, ripple effect completely like a, in my life, so to speak. And that was very interesting for me to experience the you know, I cannot control anything. And then I just send him a bunch of papers to the Homeland Security and somebody that I don't know is gonna decide about what is gonna be the next for my life. And then I really happy. And then I guess, thanks to the good karma, they turn well. They say yes. And that's why I stay here now. But so we can see that way. We can see that way. One thing that I share um, a lot with people, the, 
don't don't undermine about your practice and don't don't think that you are not contributing good to the war because we can think that this practice is quite isolated you know we do sazen and then right now we are doing sazen most of the time in this zoom in our own place um but but the ripple but it has a ripple effect and then the ripple effect is in your relationships and your closest relationships that's going to be the people who benefit and those people if they benefit from your practice they're going to be benefit to others and that's that the the dharma reign goes into the society and then not to lose hope especially now when we are we are coming to very interesting times as a human beings and exploring different ways to interact like and now minorities or people that has been marginalized by the system i think we are we are having voices now so we are getting strong and then one one of the of the good things is about the technology about how the information goes quickly and we are start getting more connected and we are start analyzing we are start reviewing hey i think we have done something wrong here you know um and then for me um being person of color being immigrant and coming here to to this to this state and i was very very lucky to be in and a wonderful place the Supayasen center they are right now I am here in quarantine just preparing for rohatsu and a few days we are going to start and and being here and spend my my whole training here and and, and the dharma and be quite protected and and then getting now by start meeting meeting really 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 um United States, uh, so to speak, and start seeing seeing the 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 work the we the issues we have to do just to heal, just to heal, or or karma, or or own karma, and um, and for me, um, for me, I've been you know been Mexican. And then teaching the Dharma in Mexico and also in Bogota, I have been very fascinated. Um, and to teach the Dharma in the United States, it has a little different, it's a little different perspective, perspective to the approach. Um, there are different needs. There are different needs. Just and and, and then one thing just to, to get the, my point across, what I tried to say. Um, when I came here in, to Paya and being as a world leader, um, I had the the, uh, the fortune to to meet um, Ada Frances Roshi, and she used to come here for as a guest teacher, and and I was I was having hard time because my tendency, as the way how I am, is to be nice to everybody and please everybody. And it was missing quite lack of leadership as a world leader. And, and then 
and then uh, and it was very, uh, it was very hard for me to say no to requests and i was struggling and when i um uh when i i talked to to roshi to Edo roshi and then she pointed out say you're coming from different culture you are coming from a culture that always you it's okay to be to see yes you know and then she used the word you are coming from submission submit submitted culture um and then and then say now you are here and your practice is to say no and then she said and the people here the american people has to say yes it has to open up more and instead to get out from from this selfish self-center and then and start learning about community about learning about about connection and that was really interesting to look at it because I was not aware I was so naive and that in that in that moment I start to really honoring my heritage and start quite self-empower empower and and then and then and not to not to get not to act based on my condition and start breaking the patterns and conditions and and then and here is is for me is the same you know like a like a being in in diversity groups and and i had opportunity to do some workshops inclusivity with with the ibme with the organization that i work for teenagers and then for me my own experience and just coming to the end of this sharing um at some point, I think each group, each group, we need to we need to do our own work. We need to do our own work, personal work, or collective work as a group, and later to come together, because we can know. I I have sense that that we can know have this interaction. We are not ready to really mix up, so to speak, the the groups that we want to work on. It. I think each of us we need to to go in and separate rooms, so to speak, and to do our personal and collective work that we need to heal and to come, to come from that. But when, when one, the, I have seen the, the problem when we go into this interaction, sometimes one group wants to dominate the other group. And that's why we don't get along because, because each group thinks that we are right, you know? The, the whatever interaction or behaviors there are they have the right thing to do that's the rightness to do and and then and then we don't understand each other and we are completely completely different completely different as individuals but as a collective is is to um to understand our diversity and 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 to really understand or or humanity and, and understand that we are living in just one place. It's this world and to have this global mind or interbeing mind, so to speak. And just to end, coming back to the to the karma. Um, so I heard the the the, the Sang in San Francisco is coming to to Rohatsu tonight. Um, and and that is the good karma 
of one person the 25 over 2500 years ago he had this experience this event in his life and thanks to that experience now through many generations we are honoring and we are celebrating the buddha's enlightenment and in our tradition and our same tradition and our japanese Zen tradition we are we are we are sitting many many sanghas many Zen sanghas are sitting to celebrate that and then that is what for me karma is the good karma and, and and it has been well this is a good and very big big karma a good karma from shakyamuni buddha that tends to to his practice we are here connected and practicing and continue continue to honoring and celebrating and to i would say reclaim what is us uh, is us is what we call our true nature or our buddha nature or buddha or buddha mind um, and um, so when i used to I, in the beginning of my practice i just i was sitting these sessions with a clinging mind with greed mind wanted to achieve something until suddenly my practice shift and it's not anymore about clinging or achieving it's more about receiving it's more about allowing because there's something that is inherent in us as a human being and this buddha nature and then i'm gonna stop here and then open to comments questions anything and thank you for your attention and listening thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the san francisco zen center our dharma talks are offered free of charge and this is made possible by the donations we receive. Your financial support helps us to continue to offer the Dharma. For more information, please visit sfzc.org and click Giving. May we fully enjoy the Dharma.